All right. So one more time again, good evening and welcome, welcome, welcome. We've been having prayer sessions for um for the past two weeks now. This is the third week, and we are wrapping this prayer, um, wrapping this prayer session today. All right. Um so today want to we want to want to wrap up and there's something I want to share and we'll pray in that direction. But I want to share about the reign of heaven just very briefly so that when we pray, we understand what we're praying for. You know, one thing I've learned with in dealing with God and with, you know, with spiritual things is without understanding your, your actions, as genuine as they are, may not be very fruitful, all right? So I want to give us foundational um, understanding as to what we are praying, praying about and then we will dive right into the prayer. Okay, so I want to share with us just briefly on the on the concept of the reign of heaven. When we talk about the reign of heaven, uh, what is it and why is that important for us? Or what, what's that whole, what's that concept in, in in general? Okay, so um, follow me to the book of Genesis chapter two. Genesis chapter two. We'll start from that verse four to five. Genesis chapter 2, and we'll read verse 4 and 5, all right? So the reign of heaven, that's what our prayer is centered about, around. Um, but I want us to understand what, what this concept is. Okay, so the reign of heaven, Genesis chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. The Bible says, I won't read this from New King James, please pardon me. Uh, just give me a minute. Genesis 2 from the New King James Version. Okay, so it says, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day, the, in the day that the Lord God made the, heaven, made the earth and the heavens. Now look at verse 5. It says, before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. Let me pause here before we continue. What about was saying in essence is that even though Genesis chapter 1, there was creation. God spoke, let there be light, let there be water, let there be firmament, land, all of those things. Even though that happened in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says here in chapter 2 that none of those things had yet grown, meaning there was no manifestation. Even though the spiritual reality, the spiritual possibility had been taken care of by God, right in chapter one but there was no manifestation yet in chapter two and this is how many of our lives are that there is a word from god god has indeed spoken a word to you god has indeed released his blessing god has indeed released that job released that contract released that ministry released whatever it is god has indeed released it by a divine utterance all right by a rema like we we, we call it like a rema uh, by a divine speaking that has been released to us. But our condition resembles that of verse 5. It says, before any plant of the field was yet in the earth, meaning there was no obvious manifestation of what God has spoken. And if you don't understand the way the realm of the spirit works, you works rather, you would, you, it's possible to come to a conclusion that what God said isn't real. If you don't understand the way the realm of the spirit works, because God indeed had spoken, but there was no manifestation yet. And 
because of that, you are tempted to think that the word you heard was not genuine. You are, you are likely to doubt it or you are likely to even doubt God himself. Okay. And many people sit in this situation where they have indeed heard the word just as God spoke the word in Genesis chapter one. And it was so. However, physically, there seemed not to be the manifestation yet. And this is what I want us to deal with this evening. So you understand how things manifest on the earth. You know, um, the Bible says your word is settled in heaven. Forever it is settled. The only place God's word is absolutely settled is in heaven. We have the responsibility to make it settled on earth as it is in heaven, which is what Jesus Christ um, taught us to pray. He says that it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we are certain that God's will is done on earth, but then we need to engage in an, earth, in an activity here on earth to make sure his will is established on earth as it is in heaven. So we're reading Genesis chapter 2, and we stopped at verse 5. Let me read verse 5 one more time. Genesis chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. And I want to just dwell here again, because if somebody had come at this creation process, the person would not believe that God had created anything. Based on what they see, because there was no plants, there was no herb in the field, nothing, no trees had grown, their conclusion would be that God did not create trees. God did not create flowers. God did not create herbs. So what then do, what then happened? What was what was withholding the manifestation of what God has spoken? And please, if you can understand this, this will help you to give you spiritual wisdom to understand why some things have been spoken into your life and they are valid, but maybe this is the reason why they have not yet manifested. So it says, before any plant of the field was in the earth. So before there will be a manifestation of the things that God has spoken to you, there are certain conditions that must be met. So let's continue reading verse 5. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Um, it says, Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. Look at the next phrase. It says, For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. So two conditions, and I believe this is liberation for somebody. Two conditions that must be met before there will be a, a manifestation on the earth, all right? Before things will, be, will begin to spring up on the earth. Two conditions that must be met, met before that prophecy will come to pass in your life. Before the things God has spoken will manifest in your life. Two things. Look, listen, he said, number one, God had not caused it to rain. So even though the word has been spoken to you, it is not enough. You must there must be rain that falls on it, okay? Because when the word of God comes to you, it comes in, in potential form. It comes as a seed. And God operates on the principle of seed time and harvest. Everything God gives you, he gives you in a seed. Um, God gives a, a woman a baby. The baby comes in as a seed. Um, God gives, one, gives tells, comes on and say, you're going to hold on a multi-billion naira business that business does not start as a multi-billion Naira business. It starts as a seed, starts from one business deal to another business deal, and then it grows up. In fact, even the kingdom of God is likened to a seed, that to a mustard seed that is planted. And even though it's the least, it grows up to become you know, the biggest of trees. 
God operates on that seed principle. So when God speaks to you, his word to you comes as a seed. Now, many people remain on that seed level and they are, they are excited, which rightly they should be. They are excited, but they do not know that there's something that needs to come in contact with the seed for it to manifest. And the Bible tells us the first thing here is rain. For God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. So that prophecy that God has given to you, that word that God has given to you, it will not manifest simply because it is a word. It will have to come in contact with rain. And the second thing is that there was no man to till the ground. This goes beyond the implication of a person present. This goes to the capacity of the person present. Because it did not say that there was no man. If he just said there was no man, they would have said, well, um, you've met one of the conditions because you are there. But the second condition says there was no man to till the ground. So the question is a question of capacity. That even though God has spoken the word to you, you would still have to go through the process where he enables you and expands your capacity to handle that word. Do you realize that the word that Joseph received through a dream about him being the ruler of the world at that time, he received it when he was the age of 17, but he did not manifest it to the age of 30. So we had 13 years of, of capacity building for Joseph. And it happened, you know, people say overnight, right? But that overnight was 17 years of nights. And then it happened. And what God was doing in Joseph was building capacity so that the promised word can come to pass. And maybe some of you right now are going through a process of capacity building because of the weight of the word that is upon your life. Maybe some of you are going through what you are going through so that God can build enough capacity and then quote and unquote, it happens suddenly and people will, will say, wow, how come this happened suddenly, suddenly in your life? They would not know that God had been developing capacity at a rapid pace. I know God is a God of speed, right? God is a God of, you know, um, sharp, sharp, like we say it in Nigeria. God is a God of speed, but he will not circumvent the, the um, process of capacity building because if he does so, when the weight of the blessing comes, it will crush him. So God being a God of speed, what he will do for you is he will also speed in your capacity building process. And I assure you, this process is not the, the sweetest of all, but he will speed in it so that you have enough capacity to handle the blessing. And that's what happened with Joseph. His colleagues were probably going through the normal civil service um, route or they enter from level seven, they get promoted after two years to level eight, after four years to level nine and all of that gradually. And then it probably take uh, 30 or 40 years before they even as uh, they can attempt to run for an office. But what God did for Joseph was, God gave Joseph a shortcut, but this shortcut was a tough one. Sent him to Potiphar's house, allowed him to be lied to, threw him into a prison. And in every instance, Joseph was building capacity. How do I know this? Because from the prison straight to the prime, um, to the position of the prime minister, Joseph did not have any orientation service. He was coming directly to solve a problem on hand. And he did well till the end. So what God needs from you is that capacity building. So two things, remember, the reign of heaven and... Um, the, a, a man that is capable to till the ground. But I'm not focusing on the second point. My, my focus today is the first point. 
and time has really, really gone. But let me just read that phrase in verse 5. It says, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. This suggests to us that we cannot cause it to rain. It was, It is God who can cause it to rain. And on your life, on that idea, on that promise that God has given to you, you cannot make it rain by yourself. It is God that will cause it to rain. Secondly, this rain is on the earth, meaning its impact is on the earth. That means every time there is manifestation, there must be rain. If you ever see somebody who is manifesting something in their lives, it's because the rain of heaven has poured upon it. I mean, this is under God's government now, not um, you know in the kingdom of darkness. If you see someone manifesting things under the government of God, it's because the person has drunk from the rain of heaven. And this is what I want us to pray about today. So I'm going to be really fast uh, because time has gone and I do want us to pray. Uh, I want us to pray today. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. Still talking about the reign of heaven. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. I'm going to read this really quickly. Uh, most of us know the scripture, so I'm going to, just going to read verse 10 alone. It says, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven. First, thing I want you to notice that the rain comes from heaven. Only heaven can supply, <clears throat> excuse me, can supply this rain. All right. One minute, please. Only heaven can supply this rain. Only heaven can supply this rain. This rain doesn't come by an exertion of the fiscal effort. It's either it is there or it is not there. A farmer, no matter how hard he tries, only thing a farmer can do is to cultivate the ground and plant the seed and remove the weeds. Aside that, the farmer cannot make the rain happen. The rain has to come from heaven. Okay? Then it says in verse 10, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven... And returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth. So when the rain comes, it waters the earth and makes it bring forth. So this is what I'm saying that if there is no manifestation yet on the earth, even though there's a valid word from God, it's likely that the rain of heaven has not yet poured on that matter. If God has spoken to you about your marriage and the uh, woman or the man hasn't come yet, it's likely because there's rain that needs to pour on, the, on your life. If God has spoken to you about a job or about a business or about anything, it is likely that the rain needs to pour on that, on that matter. So it says, um, it waters the earth, right? And makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So I'm going to stop here. When rain comes, it makes the earth bring forth. That's something you must know. All right, when rain comes, it makes the earth bring forth. And look at God's intention for us. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Um, <clears throat> I, I really hope we are following this. Uh, we're out of time, so I'm just speeding things up quickly so we can pray. But I want to just get the concept very well so that when you pray, you are praying from a place of understanding. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse, verse 10. Look at God's promise to us and what God has in store for us. Look at it, it says, for the land whither thou goest in to possess is not like the land of Egypt from whence you came, whence you came out, where you thou sowest thy seed and waterest it by with thy foot as a garden of herbs. Listen, God is saying that where he's taking you to is not like where you're coming from. Where you are coming from, you had to do manual labor to make things grow. 
where it says that you, you sowed your seed and you watered it with your food. Think about it. That's a very manual process. So after sowing the seed, you have to use your own effort and water it again so that at least it can have some semblance of growth. God is saying, mm -mm, we are we're done with that territory. And let me say this prophetically to somebody listening to me. The season of your manual labor ends right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The period where you had to run from, from pillar to post, from one opportunity to another opportunity, running from one job to another, running from one person to another, one relationship to another, that season comes to an end because the rain of heaven falls upon you in Jesus' name. All right, let's continue. He says, it's not like that land of Egypt where you're coming from. Look at verse 11. But the land whither you go to possess is a land of hills and valleys and drinks water of the rain of heaven. A land which the Lord thy God cared for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. So God is saying that the land he's taking you to, in fact, the land that he has brought you into is the land that drinks from the rain of heaven. And here God was speaking about the promised land that flows with milk and honey. Meaning the reason why the promised land could flow with milk and honey was because the land drank from the rain of heaven. And I'm telling you that your life will flow with milk and honey the moment it drinks from the rain of heaven. The moment it absorbs nutrients, takes nutrients from the rain of heaven. All right? When there's that downpour, when there's the supernatural influence that only heaven can provide, when it's upon your life, it begins to flow with milk and honey. And this is what the rain of heaven represents. That's influence that only heaven can give on that situation all right that is the reign of heaven so if somebody will ask how then do i make the reign of heaven fall or what do i do to make the reign of heaven fall upon my life and it's a very simple answer let's take our answer from james chapter 5 verse 8 we touched briefly on this last week but i'm happy we have time to um just touch on it a little further james chapter 5 and verse 17 now, again, I, I'm going to take for granted that most of us know this story. So I'm not going to read um, many verses now. I'm just going to read verse, verse, verse uh, 17. Actually, verse 18, not 17. James 5, I'll read only verse 18. Talking about Elijah here. And he prayed again, and that's Elijah. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So you see there again. Let me read it one more time. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruits. So you see again the concept that the moment the, the heaven gives rain, then the earth brings forth her fruits. So once there is rain from heaven, there is manifestation. There is, there is fruit on the earth. There's fruitfulness on the earth. There's fruitfulness in your job. There's fruitfulness in your marriage. There's fruitfulness in your business. There's fruitfulness in ministry. There's fruitfulness in everything. The moment heaven pours forth the rain. So how does heaven pour forth the rain? The Bible says in verse 18, the beginning part, and he prayed again. Meaning Elijah prayed until the rain came. It is prayer that causes the rain to come. It is prayer that causes heaven to release the rain. Uh, just like Jesus Christ, when he was baptized, the Bible says, as he prayed, the heavens were opened. So it is prayer that opens the heavens and allows the rain to pour forth. And that's what I want us to do today, this uh, uh, this moment. 
to pray and and let the heaven give for the rain. You know the book of the book of Zechariah says, "Ask for rain in the days of latter rain." So this is something God is telling you to ask for. He's asking you to ask for it. You understand what I'm saying? He's asking you to make a request for the rain. If you've been struggling to do something and there's no headway, you've been hitting brick wall, ask for rain. Ask for rain. Don't try to water things by the by your foot. If you've been trying, applying to jobs or try, trying to get into a city or do things, ask for rain. I assure you there is an easier way to what, you are, what you've been struggling to do. What you need is a rain of heaven upon your life. And this is why I want us to pray this evening because the year is just starting. Listen, it is easier to do things when the rain of heaven is pouring upon you, when the heavens are open over you. You would find out that things are easy for you. And, and I know that, yes, that we need to work hard. I know that there is the, there is the aspect of our human contribution to it. In fact, um, Apostle Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. He says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Um, nevertheless, he says, I, I labored more than they all. Yet not I, but the grace at work in me. Meaning, he did labor, but it was not even him that was laboring, it was grace. Meaning, if you had seen him laboring or doing what he needed to do, you would think he was under stress. No, he was not under stress. He was doing it by a supernatural energy that empowered him to do it. And this is what I'm saying to us, that when the rain of heaven is upon your life, even the thing that people look at you and say, what, this is so difficult. How did you achieve it? You look at them and say, it was very easy to me. And the reason why you say that is because the rain of heaven is upon your life. Hallelujah. So I want us to pray. Okay? I want us to pray. It is This is not the year to struggle. And I keep saying this, and I, I believe I said this two weeks ago. This is not the year to struggle. This is the year to make precise efforts in the direction of God under the atmosphere of open heaven. This is the year to make decisions that are inspired by God. This is the year where you take actions and you see results. You take minimal actions, maximum results. This is that year. Because there is no time to walk. See, if the children of Israel were going to bring down the wall of Jericho by themselves, it would have taken years and probably decades for, for them to achieve it. But in seven days... That wall came down. This is the year where we need to employ that strategy. Where there's no time to... See, there's a lot of ground to cover in your life. Many of us are already years behind God's agenda for us. So there's no time to waste. You need the advantage that only God gives. And the Bible says there's a rain. There's rain from heaven. There's rain. There's rain from heaven. The reason why they, they, the crops of the field have not yet um, grown and not brought forth is because there was no rain from heaven. God had not caused rain to pour from heaven. So I want us to ask today for that rain. All right, let's, uh, let me look for that scripture. This should be Zechariah chapter 10. Um, I believe verse one. Just give me a minute, please. Let me look for it. The scripture that says, ask for rain in the time of latter rain, and that he will cause forth cause his rain to pour upon every single grass of the field. Um, Yes, Zechariah chapter chapter 10, verse 1. Okay, let me just read this as we uh, transit into prayers. Verse 1 says, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. To every one grass in the field. Meaning that 
nobody or no one or no area of your life will be left untouched. And this is powerful, that the rain is not only falling on one aspect of your life. It says to everyone, grass of the field. Think about this in any way, right? It still means inclusion. And what this means is that you not, you on, not only would have rain in your health, you have rain in your finances, in your health, in your, in, your, in your business, in your job, in the things that concern you, the rain will fall on everyone grass on the field. And think about it even beyond yourself. It will fall on everyone in your family. This is why we are asking for rain today. Okay, let the rain of God fall. And there are two dimensions. I hope we have time to pray these two dimensions. But there are two dimensions of rain I want us to pray through today. Number one is the rain of favor. Number one is the rain of favor. See, I am a, I am a, I would love to put this way. I am a practitioner of God's favor. And I have seen from my life how you can cover miles in your life just by the favor of God. Just by the favor of God. Let's go back to this scripture we read in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 10. Just want to highlight something from that scripture about favor. Deuteronomy chapter 11, um, verse 10. It says, For the land whither thou goest in to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out, where thou sowest thy seed and watered it with thy foot. You know, Paul said, Apostle Paul in um, 1 Corinthians said, Paul planted, right, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So increase eventually comes from God. But when you are trying by your manual efforts to bring increase, that is not the atmosphere of favor. That is labor. And I want us to pray this year that, there will be a reign of God's favor upon our lives, upon the works of our hands, <clears throat> upon our relationship, <coughs> excuse me, upon just connections. I know how much I have grown in the last two or three years simply because of the people that God has brought into my life, the people that God has just given me, given me the privilege to access. Those, and that can only come by favor, all right? So I want us to start off with praying for favor. Let the reign of favor fall upon our lands in the name of Jesus. But before we pray, I just want us to pray in the Holy Ghost for two minutes. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. I know this has stirred up your spirit. I know that there's something um, in your heart. I just want to give ventilation to it and pray in the Holy Ghost for, for two minutes. Marakola, Masuntala, Braskola, Zaze. Habaraska, Batala. Ika, Barosko, Lika, Basundala, Briska, Garosko, Kopata, Lika, Maraska, say, the rain of God is falling. As we pray in the Holy Ghost, let me play a song uh, just to stir us up and in this atmosphere. Rain is coming. This is the time of the rain. God says, ask for rain in the season of rain, in the time of the latter rain. And because His word has us, we know that this is the season of rain. Sing out.
The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens proclaim. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I just want to read a scripture for us. Um, Ezekiel chapter 47. And this is a one of the spiritual encounters that Ezekiel had about the water and how the water was first ankle deep, you know, knee deep, waist deep and all of that. But I want to look at the effect of the water in verse 8. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 8. Then said he unto me, these waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and into the sea. Quit being brought forth into the sea, the water shall be healed. Verse 9, and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live. Meaning, anywhere this water touches, life manifests. And this is why we're praying for the rain of heaven. That there will be manifestation of life in whatever you are desiring this rain to fall upon. It says, and there shall be a very, very great multitude of fish, because this water shall come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whether the river comes. So everywhere this river touches, everywhere this water touches, everything comes alive. So if you need to come alive, even in your work with God, you need a rain of heaven. If you need to come alive in, in any area of your life, what you need is the rain of heaven but very specifically i want to pray for the for the favor of god this year psalm 44 verse 3 says um he he, he, he gave them not the land let, let me just open it and uh read quickly psalm 44 verse 3 maybe this will be the only thing we'll pray today uh but let's see how that goes psalm 44 and verse 3 says for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword nor did their not did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored them. And I want us to pray for that dimension of favor, the kind of favor that settles us in our promised land. This reference here was talking about the promised land and how God gave the promised land to the Israelites. And eventually, the Bible says it was because God favored them, not because they were many or because they were strong. In fact, they were not but because God favored them. I want us to pray. Pray for your life that the rain of favor will come upon every area of your life and bring you into the promised place. The promised place for your health, the promised place for your family, the promised place for your marriage, the promised place for your place for your business, everywhere that the rain of heaven will bring you into that promised place in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. 
Man, bring his righteousness and all. Just as we're continuing to pray, remember the Bible says that Jesus Christ grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So you might have experienced favor before, but we're saying we want more favor, increase in favor. You know, there's something in, 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 in you know, electric transmission. There, there are some poles they call high tension cables. Let your life be a high tension favored life this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Where we have been rejected before. Let your people overturn the story. Let your people bring us the place you have for us and let your favor bring us into the and this is where we put up our access, where our, our history served as a hindrance to entry. Let your favor open a door for us. As your favor opened a door for Esther into the palace, even though by 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 technology she 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 should not have qualified. But Lord, your favor made a way. We pray. This year for your favor. Ika pokorika masaka ke bora kila masikaika. Gorika bashara baloske. Let the people of Jesus araga masuka ke kada. How is this possible? Our only answer. Oh, 
The Lord In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. We are still praying about the favor of God, but I really want to give you an understanding as to why favor is important. Because, you know, it's easy to say that, oh, God has spoken a word to me, and then I sit back and I relax. But without favor, there will never be a manifestation. I say this again, there will never be a manifestation of the promises of God if there is no favor. All right? Um, God wanted to deliver the Israelites. And he sent Queen Esther, right? He sent Esther um, ahead, okay? In fact, a time came when Mordecai said to Esther that, who knows whether you're in a palace, palace for such a time like this? But Esther knew that the, this was a life and death situation. If I go into the king's palace, he doesn't stretch for his scepter. I'm a dead person. And if all of God's plans for that season hinged on Esther, then I assure you, it would have taken another season for deliverance to come. So Esther went for three days prayer and fasting. And I don't know the content of her prayer, right? But I am so sure that favor was top on the list. And how do I know that? Because of the situation and the manifestation afterwards. That what manifested later was pure favor. And it was on that exercise of favor, that expression of favor from the king, that the whole of Israel, the whole of Israel was saved for in that dispensation. And even though God had given pro promise to them, if there was no favor, there would not, not have been deliverance. Fast forward to another time where God had already declared that, oh, the Jerusalem will be rebuilt. This was after they had been in captivity for 70 years. God had already declared that the walls of Jerusalem will, re will be rebuilt and all of that. But when you go to read the book of Ezra and the book of Nehemiah, you see that it took favor with the king for that building project to start. And I'm saying to us that even though God has spoken a word to you, you are, you are shaking when that word come, comes, right? If there is no manifestation of favor, it will just be a word hanging over your life. It will not drop. It will be hanging over your life. You, yes, you know it is there, but it will not manifest. And I want us again to pray for favor. There are, there are certain things only favor can manifest. And the things that favor can manifest, the power of God cannot manifest it. Listen to what I'm saying. 
I'm saying that if it takes the favor of God to bring it into manifestation, there is no prayer and fasting for power that will bring it into manifestation. The only mercy God will give you is to bestow you with favor. So I still want us to pray for favor. And I want you to speak that favor into areas of your life, especially areas where you are experiencing delay. Speak that favor over it. All right? Speak the favor. The Bible says, Jesus Christ grew in wisdom. This is Luke 2 verse 52. He grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man. First thing is that Jesus Christ grew in favor. And like I said earlier, you might have experienced favor before, but let it, let this year be high tension favor, okay? Meaning favor at an unprecedented level that even you will ask yourself, what is going on? That if you are not the person in, in, in that situation, you might not have believed if they told you the story. That kind of favor, I want you to ask for it. And Jesus Christ grew in favor with men and with God. So I also declaring favor with men, favor with God in the name of Jesus Christ. But I want us to pray this one more time and speak the favor of God upon your life, especially the areas that you've been waiting on a manifestation for. I want you to release the favor of God in the place of prayer right now in Jesus' name. Oh, we declare favor. Let the distant shores rejoice. We declare favor. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. He lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. We prophesy before the Lord of all the earth, the heavens proclaim his righteousness, our peoples will see his glory, oh, we want to see your glory God, oh God we want to see your glory, you want to see his glory, lift your voices, lift your hands, we want to see your glory God, Bodies. 
Supernatural favor, the result of our life. Ah, le, 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 the result of our life reveal the favor of God. The result of our life reveal the favor of the Lord. Baraska basunta kabati that they will see of us, see the smell of that the smell of the people the Lord has blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, Barakoshanta la brika ratos kababa rukaba patila santa bikata. No more delay. No more, no more trial and error. The people of the Lord bring The people of the Lord bring And so, God, we ask for the reign of these people upon every single, upon every single aspect of our life. Amen. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to take one last prayer point. Pray this probably in like seven minutes. Um, it's still on the issue of rain. But remember I said there are two dimensions of rain I want to pray about. One is the rain of favor. Then number two is the rain of understanding. Okay? And this is it, that when God wants to, when God wants to bless someone, one of the ways he does that is that he opens the mind of that person. And I want us to pray for understanding this year. Or, or let, me, let me put it in its generalized, um, summarized or generalized form. The opening of the mind. And what the opening of the mind means here is receiving understanding, receiving clarity. So you are not just trying to do something because every other person is doing it. You understand for, with spiritual understanding why you are doing what you are doing. That sense of that 
um, sense of clarity and also inspiration, okay? Most of the, see, when God wants to really make you wealthy and expand you, he gives you an inspiration or he inspires a thought in your heart, inspires you in a certain direction. And I always pray for that. You know, when, when, when Laban told Jacob that this is the way we're going to do your revenue formula. Any um, uh, sheep or any animal that gives birth in this way belongs to me. Um, anyone that is, you know, unspotted belongs to me. Anyone that is spotted belongs to you. What God did to Jacob to make him wealthy was that he gave him an inspiration on what to do. And that made him wealthy. And I'm saying that God wants to establish us, but he needs to open our minds. He needs to make us see opportunities. That's what happens when the eyes of understanding are, are open. And the opening of our understanding is a result of the rain that pours from heaven. So I want us to pray that in the next five to seven minutes that God would pour the rain of understanding upon us and you open our eyes. Let me show you something just to let you know that this is very spiritual. Luke chapter 24, verse, verse 44 and 45. All right. And, and when I say understanding, I'm not, this is beyond just earthly understanding. This is supernatural inspiration. Yes, it would be in earthly things. I'm not saying you would be working into understand how the seven elders bow down and all of that. No, I'm saying even in your daily activities, God will inspire your mind in such a way that there's clarity and there's progress. Luke 24 verse 44 says, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spoke unto you uh, while I was with, yes, with you. Let's keep that. Go to verse 45. He says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Jesus Christ was one in, in question here. The Bible says Jesus Christ opened their understanding so that they can understand scriptures. So it's possible for somebody's understanding to be closed. They might be looking at it. They might be reading it. They might be standing right in front of an opportunity, but their understanding has been closed. You know, Hagar was sitting right beside a well, but she was crying and her, her son was almost dying or almost dead. Her son was dying. She was crying, even though she sat right beside the solution. It took an angel to open her eyes to see it. And this is what I'm saying. Some of you are sitting in the middle of a gold mine, but you do not know it. And I want to pray for that reign of understanding, clarity, insight in the name of Jesus Christ. I hope you understand the prayer. However you understand it, pray it in the, in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the next five minutes. Let there be insights. Let there be opening of our eyes. Let, let our eyes see. Let rain come upon us. Let clarity come. Abrenosco, reko bataska, na sakate le koro bashakatila. That we will find our solution and not know. We will not sit in the middle of the understanding be given out. Reko bakashuka, amasho zeke. Let our hearts be enlightened. Let our 
We are for the reign of open minds. That's for the by the spirit this is the way but by the spirit let us be carried God to us Open up our, our understanding, oh Lord. Open our understanding. Open our understanding of the season. Open understanding of the system. Open the Lord reigns. Of the requirement. That the earth Open be glad. No, what will happen? Uh, uh, what will happen in two years to come? Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Before the Lord of all the earth, let us proclaim his righteousness. And our people we want to see you glory. We want to see you glory. Oh God, we love you. Oh God, rain on us. Rain on us, Yes, for your ring. Yes, for your ring. Yes, for your ring. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, let's give God thanks for answered prayers. Let's give God thanks for answered prayers. His rain is pouring upon your life. His rain is pouring upon your life. They will say to you, come and say, let me read the scripture to us as we're thanking God. Uh, Genesis chapter chapter 27, verse 27. This is what our testimony will be. Genesis 27, verse 27 says, And he came here and kissed him and smelled, smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, The smell of my son is as the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. This is our testimony. These are our are the result of our lives this year. But when people look at us, when they smell us, they'll say, Ah, 
when they look at our life, they say, this is the life of the, of the one whose field the Lord has blessed. Let's give God thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. Because our lives this year are the, are, are the lives of the one whom the Lord has blessed. People look at us and say, ah, this is the life of the one whom the Lord has blessed. People will use us as an adage and a reference of blessing. They will say, I want to be as blessed as this person. They will, they will pray for others using us as reference because the reign of heaven is upon our land. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we give you glory. Thank you, Father. Glory be to the holy name, Jesus. We honor you and we worship you. Hallelujah. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. We really believe God has answered your prayer. Let me see your amen in the chat as loud as you can or as capital as you can. Uh, let me see your amen. I strongly sense that these prayers have been answered. And um, I, I strongly sense that this is what God wants to do for us this year. This rain, this rain, this rain. You look, see, there's a difference. So let me tell you, there's a difference. There's a difference between the life of somebody who has been hustling, 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 and then somebody that drinks from the rain of heaven. You just see ease flowing in that person's life. You, you ask yourself why. You, you say, what is it that I, this person have that other people don't have? The real answer is the rain of heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Um, let's say, let's 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 say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for a wonderful session of prayer. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you for the release of grace. Thank you for what we have what has been secured over the year in the realm of the spirit and is even manifesting from this moment, from this moment, from this night. Phone calls, comes, text messages, emails, uh, receive communications that reflect the favor you have already poured upon us. And we say thank you. Jesus, we give you all the glory. Let your name be praised and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. And um, please let me just say something to every one of us here, right? If you do have an experience of the favor of God, please and please do well to send a testimony you can drop a testimony in the in the in the whatsapp group that were um you know a community group or if you think it's a personal testimony you can message me directly all right and just share the testimony with me but i am so convinced and so certain that from this moment from this night or whatever time it is where you are we are going to see the manifestation of the favor of god all right and the manifestation of these prayers that we've prayed clarity understanding illumination in our lives in jesus name <clears throat> amen okay so thank you all for joining us today 